Hallelujah, 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 man. Oh, man, I praise God because God is amazing. Oh, yeah. I just love serving the Lord, I'll tell you. You know, the word of God, every word that comes from the mouth of God is life. Do you realize that? Do you really believe that? Because if we really believe that, we would take every every word from God and we would digest it. We would consume it. We would... Uh, take it like a seed being planted in the garden and we would make sure that garden is weeded and taken care of so that that seed would would sprout and and its roots would go down deep and it would grow and it would just flourish within us and completely transform us do we really believe that every word spoken from the lord is life Hallelujah. Now, we're going to be talking about prayer in this new series that we're starting here. And we're going to uh, base um, this this series from my book, Reflections on Intercession, which is available at my author site on Amazon. But prayer is an integral part of, of who we are as believers. It's prayer is simply put, communion conversation uh, 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 it's it's in relationship with God you cannot be in relationship with God without prayer being a part of of, of that relationship it just can't happen you know a lot of times in the Christian world we like to compartmentalize skill sets and callings we like to say neat definitive things like this person is an intercessor that person is a prayer warrior he over there is a pastor she beside you is a prophetess etc 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 while I will attempt to stay away from the in-depth look at callings and skill sets I will set before you this true statement all followers of Jesus have a calling and therefore a skill set for one's calling, which would include intercession. We are all intercessors to one degree or another. Intercession, by de- definition, is the act of interposing oneself into a situation on behalf of another. One of the, the great men of prayer that I have tried to learn from has a book that he reads and rereads, and he once recommended it to me. So I went to the Bible bookstore to look for it, and they didn't have that particular book. And I picked up another book on intercessory prayer. There was a lot of good stuff in that book. And the one thing in particular that stood out to me was a definition that read something to the following effect. Intercession is to intercede through prayer on behalf of another person or situation for the purpose of bringing about God's will or for the purpose of enforcing the victory at Calvary. After reading many books on effective prayer and many years in the prayer trenches of intercession, I would wholeheartedly agree with this definition. Intercession is not a passive, uh, sometimes lazy placing of a situation or person before God and ending it with a non-committed, not my will, but your will be done clause, and I'll speak more about that later. Intercession is, in fact, an outpouring of one's heart and sometimes body and even life for for that which one is interceding for. We will see more about this as we go on through some of my experience, but for now, it will be easiest for you to just accept that I'm right. Let us 
touch back about the, the books I mentioned but failed to share the title of, it, it's in no way to say that I disapprove or disagree with this book. It, it, it's just that their names sometimes slip my memory, and, and uh, when I set out to search for them in my library, I find that they become lost amidst the many books that I have. But with that said, I would encourage you to read, to read, and to read. Read how others have prayed effectively. Read about the results of the prayers. Be inspired to reach for new heights in your prayer life. In fact, as you read this book, understand that, that I'm nobody special. God doesn't answer my prayers because I'm better than you or, or I'm at some great level of advancement as if I have some special power that you as a believer do not have. On the contrary, I'm just a man who is in love with his Redeemer. I've come to realize that God wants to reveal himself to me and through me, the same as he wants to do with you. He wants to reveal himself to you and through you. Don't just build up head knowledge of what someone else experienced. Build up a testimony of God's manifest power displayed in your own life through, through prayer. Be courageous and bold. Don't be arrogant in your boldness and don't be foolish in it either. But, but do not be weak-minded and half-hearted in your prayers. Understand you are a representative of the Most High God. Act accordingly. We're going to talk through this series about um, authority and our exercising of it. So many times I hear true believers speaking scripture out of context, twisting it to serve their purposes, sometimes taking on a robe of utter arrogance as if God were their servant instead of us being his servant. Uh, even, uh, even abusing the authority that we've been given. These are grievous acts of ungodliness. Don't fall into these traps. Become knowledgeable of the heart and desire of God. Give thought to every word you speak, especially in intercession. For it's in intercession that you are truly acting as an agent of God. Therefore, be a competent and honorable agent. Imagine, if you will, a sheriff, and he's, elect, he's an elected official empowered with authority. However, his authority is not for him to use however he chooses. He is granted that authority to protect and serve the people. He has boundaries to the limits of his authority. He has the authority to kick in the door of your home. If he kicks in that door without serving not only the technicalities of the law, but also fulfilling the intent of the law, then he is abusing his authority. And too many Christians exercise their authority that God has given us in, in a like abusive form. When we're not fulfilling God's desire in the exercising of our authoritative powers, we are abusing our authority. Now, while I'm headed down this path, allow me to touch on something else I frequently run into that brings great sorrow to my spirit. Um, that's men and women who seek to quote another's prayer verbatim because it worked for that person. All too often, I hear wonderful people of Christendom say specific words because that's what so-and-so prayed, and it worked. Now, think about that for a moment. 
God has not given us a spell book of magical incantations that have spoken in a correct fashion will result in, in, in some uh, great happening. Prayer is not correct phrases and specific sentence structure. Prayer is about connecting your heart and God's heart. The words we use are our language. They need to be the, the verbalization of your heart being communicated to God. They're not 10 easy sayings to manipulate God. If you're looking for the effect of spells and incantations book, uh, you're in the wrong family. Our family serves the God of all glory who desires our willing, truthful heart and, and for us to see our willing, truthful heart. Remember, God knows our heart. All too often, we are the ones who do not know our heart. This is partly why it's important for us to speak our hearts in prayer and not just think them. I had nobody to tell me about these things in the beginning. I sure couldn't put most of this stuff into words at the time. I just prayed. Now, for starters, it's probably important to remind you that I did not come uh, to the loving embrace of Jesus in, in a revival service or in any kind of church service, for that matter, meaning that I was not raised in church. That's not to say that this is a bad way in which to meet him. That is not the, uh, the way that I came to meet Jesus. If you read my first book, The Most Excellent Way, uh, you'll remember, that, uh, you'll remember that, that I didn't meet Jesus uh, by being raised in a church or through, through some wonderful crusade. I, I learned to pray by reading the Bible and praying the way they did, the men and the women in the Bible. Now, that doesn't mean that I used their words. Instead, I used their style, if you will. And that would have never occurred to me to use their words. First, I wasn't them. And, and well, second, our situations were different, if not in general, at least in the specifics. It wasn't what they prayed so much as how they prayed. They prayed aloud. They prayed as if God were there in real person, in flesh and blood, not some distant deity that stood unseen. And they prayed from their heart. Their words were an outpouring of, of what was in their heart. And that's how I would pray. Let me give you a, a bit of a visual to, to help you understand. And actually, I, I teach and recommend this to everyone I talk to at any length about effective prayer. I would set up two chairs, and one is for me and the other one is for Jesus. Now, his was always the better of the two. I would invite him to sit with me, and, and then I would begin to pour out my heart to Jesus all the time talking to the chair as if he were really there in flesh and blood. Now, I, I tend to get really animated when I get really wound up in prayer. Uh, I, I just, you know, I'm up and about. So it doesn't take long before I'm up and out of my chair, walking around. And understand, prayer is a heartfelt conversation with the creator of everything. It's not some uh, a reverent utterance of words quietly released into the air with the hopes that it will eventually drift into the presence of the holy God who is distant and removed from his subjects to which he created. No, it's an outpouring of your heart and, and being to a personal and intimately close God who loves you and cares for every element of your life. Yes, it is true that we must be reverent when we speak to him for his station as holy and perfect creator, giver of life demands reverence. 
But it is also true that he desires honesty, love, and fellowship from us and with us. Think about it. Be blessed and be the blessing. Hallelujah.